Hi, viewers and listeners. Welcome to Fix the World with me, Casey Tracy, and the beautiful Sam Avery. Hi, uh, Sam. Hi. Hi. Well, I don't know why I went sort of like mid-Atlantic then. Hi there. Hi there. You've Welcome got to, to our up. pod. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We're yeah. here to talk to you about problems. Yes, we're here to fix your problems. Every week we try and fix a different problem, don't we? We do. Well, it might not even be a problem. It might just be something that needs to be enhanced. might be already good, but it needs to be enhanced. Enhance the world. Enhance the, wo- enhance the world is not as catchy, though. It's not. An extra syllable and also a shitter word. Mm. But that's what we're trying to do. Just yeah. trying to make the world a bright, brighter place for people. Okay. I don't know if we're succeeding. Um, I think we are. We've had some. We nice have some nice comments from some of our do. lovely listeners. We've had some nice messages from people saying when they're listening and stuff like that. I don't think we've actually succeeded in actually making the world like fixing stuff. I know maybe. we've made a few people lol on the bus. Well, that's all. I mean, what else do you want from me? So yeah. important to make someone happy. It is. Um, I'm wearing the same coloured. Well, for a start, I'm wearing the same coloured jumper that I was wearing last week because we do film these. Yeah, in uh, in batches of two, just a little peek behind the curtain for everyone. Yeah, just a little bit. Real- I mean, but just it's not always glamour. Sometimes there's some realism. Well, you got to be real. Should we? Hey, should me and Sam coordinate every week? <laughs> should we? Should we get like uniforms? Yeah, I don't mean in a kinky way. Like um, like a, a jaunty neck scarf. Yes, a beret and a, a corporate jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with gold buttons and some piping. Jodpers. Oh, God, this gets better. And roller boots. And a boots. Basque. <laughs> <laughs> I've got roller boots in the boot of my car. Because then, have you? Yeah. Just a quick getaway. I've got roller boots because I was, I wanted to have roller boots again. Um, so my friends got me some for my birthday. Nice. They clubbed together and got me some. I think I've been on them about three times. Because it's not as easy as it was when I was 15. It's harder, isn't it? When um, you're older and less coordinated. Mick went to put some shopping in the boot in my car the other day and he looked and went, this isn't right. There was my roller boots, a pair of boxing gloves and a filled up wheelchair. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like to uh, I, I try to try work out all eventualities. Well, you never know what's going to happen. I have to prepare. There's a traffic warden coming quick. Gotta prepare get away. to fail, fail to prepare. Exactly. Wrong way around. If we get a uniform, especially if we do it exactly like that, when we do the live shows eventually... Everyone can come dressed the same and we'll look like a cult. Like them cricket fans who all go and fancy dress and yeah. en masse. Oh, I, I love, love them. That. That's the only place I love fancy dress, really. Love it because people go for I it. I love fancy dress and I don't get invited to many fancy dress. And if anyone wants to invite me to fancy dress, please invite me to one. Fix the world 999 at gmail.com. Fix Kate's life. More like <laughs> fix Kate's ambition to be a fancy dress party is regular. Oh, it'd be good on to the reg every day. Or one day every week was fancy dress, like Thursdays. You'd soon tire of that, wouldn't you? I don't know. Depends if you mix it up. Have themes. Yeah. I'll be in with people. If you come as a middle-aged slag again. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's Wednesday. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even, fancy. Not even fancy dress day. <laughs> it's just me outfit, Middle-aged, Bob. Middle-aged slag day sounds good as well. I'll yeah, be, I have that every day. I'll be into that. That's, that's, that's my... That's my uh, <laughs> 24-7. You know what I used to love? Uh, when I was younger, like in my 20s, like early 20s, I used to go out a lot. And uh, I'd meet people who were like in the 40s, people I used to work with as well in the 40s, mm. who 
we're at a point in our life where the kids had moved out. You're having the second childhood. S- s- yeah. Like me. Yeah, well, like you. But I used to be quite, even though I was in my second 20s. Second childhood is boss, by the way. <laughs> if there's one if there's one upside of being a gym slip mum, it's the fact that I'm still young enough to enjoy my second childhood. I, I just think that looks great because I'm at a point in my life now, in my early 40s, I've got young kids. You'll be much. too old by the time they grow up. You'll oh, be too old to go be, and have I'll a be, laugh. I'll be in my 60s. I'll be mecha bingo in it. Yeah. But then, even in my 20s, you used to look at those people and think, We do, but you used to do cow and all that. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm an expert on Japanese words, apparently. So, <laughs> Sudoku, Sudoku sounds about right. So, uh, but anyway, the reason I'm wearing this uh, grey jumper is because I, I, got a, I got a brand new little tracky top for uh, Christmas. Little Ben Sherman one off, off Rachel. Love it. Put it on. I was thinking, I'll wear that for the podcast tonight. Mm. And as I meet me dinner, it was an error to eat me dinner wearing what I wanted to wear here. Because I just, I'd, I'd finished my dinner, no spillages. As I'm putting my plate down, I knocked the elbow onto the, the knife and it just like sort of seesawed its way onto me top and I just had shite all over me. Oh, don't you hate it when that happens? Disappointing. I always do that. If, if I buy like an item of clothing that I really, really like, you can guarantee I will fuck it up in some way. <laughs> I got a pair of these beige ankle boots, suede ones, really loved them. The very first time I wore them, I managed to draw on them in Biro. How? How does that How? even happen? Oh. I had my legs crossed and I was writing a birthday card. <laughs> and, I was, and I got a little tiny bit of Biro on them. Oh, Christ. How does that I just don't understand. You can't take them back to the shop. No. Do you know what I've discovered recently? Online shopping. Like, I didn't realise how, how easy it is to send stuff back. Like, you, Sam, have you just been beamed down to here? <laughs> There's this thing called the internet. Wow. You, you order stuff, but th- I was always I, I was always scared about ordering stuff because I thought it's a faff to send it back. But it's not. Not really. It's quite easy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Drop it at all these it's shops. It's just the hard thing about online shopping is that you'll see something on a model, on a page, and go, I'm going to get that. It's going to look exactly the same as me, on me. And then you get it and you go, No. Because I'm not nine foot tall and I've a fourteen yeah. inch waist. Yeah, the, just those days are gone. Those days are those days were never there. That ship has sailed. That <laughs> ship never came into this dock. That ship never docked. That ship sank. So have you been alright anyway since our last since last we recorded? Yeah, I've been I've been actually great. <laughs> so I'm had to get up and stretch his legs because he was all like folded <laughs> up like a little concertina. If I sit down for too long now, I can't move when I get up. I think that's a problem. I don't know if I've got um. What's the thing where you you order down down the side goes weird? Not not a stroke. Sciatica. Sciatica. I might have sciatica. I've self-diagnosed. Self-diagnosed. Because I've just God, you're all over the internet, then, <laughs> aren't you? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Online shopping, terminal illnesses. Me hip, me knee, me leg. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> and eyes, my neck, and ears, my back, my pussy, and my crack. <laughs> <laughs> that was the next verse, was it? The next verse. Back. Loving it, she died me. Pussy and crack. <laughs> pussy and crack. Uh, you know, that song came out about 20 years ago. That lick what? my neck. It yeah, never. It's I, so The first old. time I heard it was about three years ago. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is obscene. This is absolutely foul. And then I played it about 17 times on the box. Yeah. Like, but I feel alive. Yeah. I just, I, I, I need to start doing yoga because I, I know it's good. I've done it like a few times and I've always felt good, like physically, mm. mentally. I felt like relaxed, but I just, can't be asked. It just seems boring to me. Um, I've done yoga and I did enjoy it. But if you're going to do yoga, it's not worth doing it just once a week. No, you've got to do it regularly. You've got to do it more than that because you're not getting the benefits otherwise. Um, says me. 
the resident yogi yeah. of Fix the World. Namaste, everyone. Namaste, Sam. Namaste, guys. Namaste, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to do angry yoga where you just, instead of being calm and you're just really stressed out. Because I always admire yoga teachers are clearly are surrounded by yoga and have to practice what they preach. And they've got such a calm aura and they're just so yeah. chilled because you will be. I used to work with a yoga teacher and she was really she's such a chilled person mm. it's got to be good for you that oh, I don't think it is good for you where is she she mustn't be internalizing anger somewhere some people surely don't, she must be in a yoga class and there's probably some some woman or fella who just is not getting it and she's all like that and breathe and then the side she's going oh I wish you were in my class you're absolutely shit at this <laughs> You've got no coordination. Like, where does that anger go? And you've got to let your anger out. Do you know where I let my anger out? Where? In the car. The car's great for anger. A lot of emotions in the car. Because you're in a little box, a little metal box. You've got you're protected. Your, you've got like, your ch- it's like being a keyboard warrior on the internet. Yeah, it's so not people real. People can see your face. Not real emotions. If you're wondering why my face is going funny, it's because I'm going to sneeze. You've got I'm a not sneeze Yeah, on, those, those st- right, sometimes guys. you can turn them into a yawn, can't you? Yeah. Or uh, if you want to give to the GoFundMe page, please do. Please do. Please give generously. Thanks. It's been a tough year. Yeah, I let my anger out in the car. I call everybody all kinds in the car, and I'm even worse as a passenger. Yeah, it's but once it's out there, I feel I feel zen. I feel I, cleansed. I try to. I go through phases. I'm trying to at the moment when someone pisses me off in the car. Remember that it's their problem, not mine. And do you turn the other cheek? Uh, no, I follow them home. <laughs> and then I egg them. Follow them home and then uh, nick one of the bins. Yeah, go. I make a note to go there on mischief night. <laughs> Throw flour all over the front window. Hard boiled eggs at the window. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? You cut me off six months ago, you prick. But uh, yes, yeah, so that's why I'm wearing this. But I've got a hole in this top anyway. So I need to resort. I saw my wardrobe out. It's a mess. I've yeah. got loads of stuff that doesn't maybe, fit. Maybe that can be our. We can write that off as a tax. A tax. I think whatever we wear on this podcast, we can write off in our tax return, surely. So What tax return? Next week, <laughs> I'm going to be wearing like a mink We don't get paid for this. Coat. We don't get paid for this, no. No, so. No, yeah. Keep it stumped. Keep it on the low key. Oh, yeah. You? This is all just the, the goodness of our heart. Yeah. But, uh, Do it because we're an attention-seeking pair of whores. But <laughs> yes. Which was also a name for the podcast that we considered. Yeah. But apparently it had been taken already. Probably. So uh, what are we fixing? We are fixing pubs, guys. Pubs this Public week. houses. Yeah. The locals. The boozer. The boozer. What's another name for pub? Um, The Ale House. The Ale House. I, I like that one. I like that one. That always makes you think of like a rough the ass pub. The Ale House. It's an old fashioned word, isn't it? Dates back hundreds and hundreds of years. You've come out the mine. Get down it's like what Ken Barlow asks for in the Rovers. He never goes, half oh, pints of Fosters, please, there, bet. He comes in and he goes, half a beer, please, or half an ale. He doesn't like, he's never specific, probably because of product placement. Yeah. Can't go in and go, bottle of Corona, no lime. Wouldn't you love Ken Barlow to say that? Oh, yeah. Hey, love, you got any of them Jaegers? Yeah. Can and I a pack have- of the nuts. Take it off the right tit, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also have half Kenneth. a pint of nondescript, non-brand ale, please? <laughs> uh, I feel like they were the slop tray. Okay, Ken. Yeah, have some of this. Yeah. Is Ken still with us? Yeah. 
Ken Barlow patronising every other member of the street for the last 700 years because he went to university and no one else did. Yeah. Is he still around? Still in it. He's still in it. Imagine, right, because he's in his 80s, you know. He's dead old. But he's got a really great head of hair, unless it's a wig, which it could be. But I always wonder, I look at his little face and I go, imagine what he looked like with no hair. He would look his age then. That's why I fear for myself, really, going forward. Although at least I've gone bald, not young, but early. Some people go bald in the 50s, 60s. Yeah, but no, if you go bald young, then you never really age. Because you've always looked old. No, because people (laughs) age from the hair, don't they? Like, Mick's got virtually white hair, but his face is not. If he was bald, I don't know. He's got a young face, Mick. Yeah. I think. Well, no, I think when you go bald, young, because most people go bald when they're old, you've already... You've already achieved that. Smashed it, yeah. Smashed And that. now I've got the pains in the leg. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> now you've got the sciatica. Thinking about pissing myself in a minute and really yeah. just getting it over with. Tune in next week. Sam's going to do a live prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> do not rule that out. <laughs> yeah, when we start trying stuff for our patrons, which is coming soon, folks. Yeah, you'll be in. You'll you'll, you'll be dying. You'll to be shocked. Pay into that kind of <laughs> business. I, I mean, I pay quid to watch someone finger their own ass. Uh, is that is that how it works? I don't, I don't know. How it works. This is why Surely we're not qualified. Do I don't think that it's that simple. Actually, now now we're on the subject of it because I know that's a, an important subject. What age does a man as a man supposed to start getting prostate exams? I might be at that age. I might need to do it. Do you have to go for them on the reg? I don't know. It's not like a smear test or nothing like that. I don't think they go. Oh well, you've turned. I don't know. Fifty. You've got to come and let us inspect you. I don't think that happens for men. I think it's only you'll notice. It's something that you get done because you're experiencing oh, right. symptoms. Okay. I'll Google it. Google it. That'll sort yeah, me out. No, the little go on the internet for you there, Sam. <laughs> Are you bald? Do you have a pain in your hip? You might need a finger up your bum. <laughs> Click here. So uh, what kind of a pub is your favourite kind of pub? Uh, little old mamboozer. Love old mamboozers. In fact, I don't call them that anymore. I just call them pubs. Yeah. Because I'm now at that I age. like pubs with jukeboxes. Oh, they don't have enough of them anymore. Jukeboxes gives you that sense of control over the situation. I like the vibe. It, you you know what? It's a good way of being there and just judging other people from the music that they put on. Yeah. And you go, well, you'll sit there and watch someone on, on the jukebox and then next minute, Ed Sheeran will come on and you'll go, oh, I always knew he was a prick, that fella <laughs> on the jukebox. Ah, there's a pub in town called Ye Crack, which is great pub, Named after me. Hi. <laughs> Picture the case up by, by the bar, behind the nuts. Um, and there's a jukebox in You've there. seen the film, you bought the t-shirt, now go to the bar. <laughs> go to the pub. Because you have a pub, like, themed after you. But the, the, the jukebox in there is great, but I had an argument with someone in there, it was about 20 years ago. Um, I think it was a pint of Guinness, they poured me a pint of Guinness, and it wasn't very good, and I, I said, this is a terrible pint of Guinness, and they, they wouldn't give me another pint of Guinness. So me and me mate put about 12 quid in the jukebox and put the same song on, like... A million times and then just left. I remember being in the farmer's arms in Tower Hill and Kirby when I was about 18 and someone put Nothing Compares to You on by Sinead O'Connor. They must have spent about a fiver putting it on. Oh, oh my God. I mean, I love that song, but like, once is and enough. And the pub was renowned for shootings and no wonder. I, I mean, no, I, I understand it. I think yeah. the first one happened that night. Everyone shot themselves. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get as many jukeboxes anymore. I like pub snacks as well. Yeah. All the, all the crisps and the uh, Nuts, pork scratching. Bacon fries, scampi fries. Cheese moments. Mm. 
Not fun. We've talked about these, haven't we? Yeah, I just had I had a I had a bit of an incident with cheese moments in, in a pub in Wales. I once. used I worked in Jacob's Biscuit Factory for a little short time and they made cheese moments or cheese lits there <laughs> and the place stank. Oh bet. Oh like a farmyard. Oh god. Of the cheesiness. Oh. So when someone has cheese moments and I as you know, as every all our regular listeners, viewers know, we both love cheese. And you're a smell but person. The stank of cheese moments interior. <laughs> Please, no. Please. I used to go out with a girl whose friend worked in the chippy, and she used to come out with us. Was, you know, I was Did she smell like, like the chippy? She smelled like fish, yeah. Because you would do after oh. a, a eight-hour shift over the batter, but she couldn't get the smell out sometimes. Sometimes I'd, have, I'd go, ooh, you smell like chippy, get here. Do you mind if get I can just ours. sink my teeth into yeah. your shoulder? <laughs> ooh. <laughs> yeah, have you ever I, worked in a pub? I, I worked in a bar. For three hours in the Revolution Bar on Wood Street in Liverpool. I'd finished university. I got a terrible job. I'd just started stand-up. Done about four gigs. Things weren't going well. I had no money. Got a job in this bar. Lied on my CV. Said that I'd worked in a bar in Australia. Thinking, this is like 2003, 2004. So the internet was kind of new. So I thought, they can't check. I'll just say Australia. So they gave me... I said I had all all this experience. So they gave me this job making cocktails... Oh, no, like uh, baptism of fire. Oh, yeah, that. I didn't have a fucking clue. Couldn't even pull a pint. Never worked in a bar before. So they said, um, we'll give you some training. So I thought, that'll be all right. And when I got there, it was dead busy. So they just said, oh, no, we'll train you like next week or something. Just start. I was like, all right. So I, I spent three hours, and I must have made four cocktails in three hours, and the customers were fucking fuming. I didn't know what I was doing. I was looking at this booklet, and it was saying, right, you know, what's a cock- Harvey Warbanger? I was like, right, so put a bit of this in. Where's that? Don't know. Put a bit of that in. Where's that? Don't know. Oh, well, I mean, they set you up for a fall. Yeah. They set you up. They should have just put you on, on lager. They should have just put me on mopping up vomit. Yeah. Because I've done that. And I know how to do that. I was lucky when I went behind the bar. There was nobody sold cocktails in them. No. The biggest, the Basic. closest you got to a cocktail in the pub I worked in was like Rum and a coke. pint of 50. <laughs> which is half a mild and half a Guinness. Which is an odd mix. I mean, old men. You know what they like? Yeah. I do like a pub, though, where you go in and there's just a certain vibe, like a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. Low music, not too loud. People sitting on their own, I like that in a pub. In our local, there was a man who used to sit on his own all the time, and he was dead nice, and his name was Vinny. He's passed away now. But he'd come in with the echo, and he'd he'd get a pint of Guinness, and he'd sit there and read like some of the echo, and then he'd go and get another pint of Guinness, and then he'd pick his paper up, and he'd move to another table, and then he'd read some more of the echo and he'd finish his pint and then he'd go and get another pint and then he'd move to a different piece. And we used to call him the chess piece. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? I love that. But nicknames in the pubs were always good. In the pub I used to run, um, tea time was like the best time because all like the funny fellas would come in. They'd be like old fellas who were retired. So I used to work in the afternoons and we'd do... Um, so they'd, they'd have like all the celebrities' birthdays in like the, the paper... And one of the old men would go, right, uh, Richard Maisley, guess how old? And, like, we'd all guess. <laughs> and there'd be, like, murder, absolute murder. And we used to just do the quiz and the echo and stuff. And it was just a laugh. And then there was, like, the fellas who were to come in. And so there was um, a man called uh, Frank the Antique. He wow. was called that because he did house clearances. There was one called Mc, um, Pat the Post because he worked for the post office. In my local, there's one called Mick the Taxi. Well, he's passed away now, sadly. God. Mick like Dad's taxi. army. But he only was a taxi driver for about a year. <laughs> um, 
There was one called uh, Tony Muscles. This poor man was called Tony Muscles because one day on a hot day, he had the audacity to come in the pub in a, a sleeveless T-shirt. <laughs> and then that was his nickname henceforth. <laughs> but in the Leo, there was a fella who used to come in and his nickname was just Shite. Shite? That was his nickname? <laughs> Why? Because he worked in a garage and he used <laughs> to come in like like smeared <laughs> and like engine oil from like top to toe. Shite. And I'd be like, why? It's not like I could I work in an office size and come in covered in paper clips. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. But that was his nickname, Shite. Shite. Is Shite being in tonight? Yeah. He What's the worst earlier? nickname you've ever heard anyone be called? 18 months. Because there was a fella who he, he'd had half his ear bitten off in a fight. So his mates called him 18 months because he had an ear and a half. <laughs> which is just <laughs> boss that, isn't it? I used to work with the lads and guess what his nickname was? What? The Gland. <laughs> <laughs> the Gland. Why? The gland. He was just like oh. a little creepy bastard. Oh. The gland. The, that's not a great word, is it? No, it just, and he had a corduroy duffel coat. <laughs> and everyone would go, where's the gland? And we'd just be like, this is horrible. Oh, the gland. <laughs> I used to wear it with a fella and we used to call him the python. Which sounds quite, you know, oh, the python. But it was because he used to stick his tongue out a lot. <laughs> so we used to call him the python because he just now and again he'd just go, like that. <laughs> the Python. I used to go to a pub in London. Um, I say used to. I went there about five times. Did you live in London? No, I, but I used to do gigs down there quite a lot. Just going back about 10 years. My brother lived in Muswell Hill, which is in North London. So we used to get... You talk about London like it's like... It's capital city. Like, oh, you can do anything. But a lot of places shut at 11. Mm. So the gig had finished at like quarter to 11 and that's when i wanted to start my night so all my mates you know yeah if you want to stay out in london you have to be in like sarah or something like yeah. that don't you so we'd have like four or five of my mates to come my brother would come we'd all be in london let's make a night of it i'm down there for the weekend and we're like nowhere to go and then we found this pub near highgate it was it, it was just like a pub but it did lock-ins proper lock-ins and be open till like five in the morning and you could do whatever you wanted in there like oh pe- my people God. were smoking uh, indoors, this is well, well after the smoking ban. Um, just loads of booze. Then they'd make toast for everyone, be handing out toast to everyone. It was dead friendly as well. It wasn't like a dodgy, it was just dead nice. Perfect way to end the night. Love it was that. Jukebox. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. Some of the best nights I've ever had were in that pub. My brother used to have a season ticket for Everton. He gave it up a couple of years ago. He was just like, he moved to why. Manchester and gave it up. And when he was in uni, he had this mate who he lived with. He was from Norway, called Rasmus. And um, Rasmus was like, so you're going to football, Harry? And he's like, yeah. So he went, um, I might, I might. anyway, Harry's other mates who normally went to match wasn't going. So Harry gave the ticket to Rasmus and Rasmus went. But they went to this pub in Kirksdale called the Peacock, where they go. Before, he always goes there before the Everton game. So he took Rasmus in. Rasmus from Norway. Looking, it's in a proper old man's pub. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty cool in here, Harry, you know, listen, there's like, next month the fella come around selling the spot the ball, which if you don't know what the spot the ball is, it's like a, a raffle ticket with like a numbers one to 13, you put your initials in a square or put a pound in the glass. And then when you open up the piece of paper, which is weirdly sewn together, the number in the middle wins what's in the glass, apart from like 10 quid, which would go to the darts team, for instance. Yeah. So the fella come around selling the spot the ball and was like going to a... Rasmus like, what's this, Harry? And Harry explains it to him. He's like, I'll have a go. As a go, went the match, absolutely loved it. Next week or the next foot, like the next match, home match, Rasmus was like, I bought an off-season ticket for Everton. 
I'm going to start going the match. So Harry was like, that sounds him. He went, I'll come, I'll meet you in the Peacock on Saturday. So Harry walked in the Peacock and Rasmus, who's only been in there once before in his life. This is the beauty of little locals. He's there with the pint glass going around selling the, to spot the oh, ball. Isn't that so? Oh, amazing, is that? So he's Norwegian. He's yeah. been in the match once <laughs> and the following game, he's selling spot the ball in the local pub. <laughs> That's so good, isn't it? That's cool, isn't it? That is totally like, you can see why people get, you know, what do they call it? It's not groomed, is it? When people sign up for like ISIS and stuff. Yeah. You can totally see where that happens because all people need to do is make somewhere look attractive. Yeah. And that's like, he's gone there and gone, this is for me. This, this is, is for me. I'm Everyone sounds. People are normal. Yeah. It's brilliant, that, isn't it? But I used to run a pub. I've talked about that before. How long here. did you run the pub for? Um, I ran it with Sam's dad. So it was probably for about... Three years. Um, uh, did you? Um, we were really young. Did you want to do it, or did it? Actually no, we, well, I was or? when I met him. I was I was in uni, and I was a barmaid there. And his brother had the pub, and then he started coming in, and we got together. And then his brother and his brother's wife gave up the pub and said to him, "Do you want to take the pub over?" And I dropped out of uni by then because I hated uni. That's another story. Um, not really a story. I just hated it. <laughs> Students <laughs> did me as in. Um, so we both just went. Oh, all right, we'll do it. And then we moved in. But like. I think I was what um, I was twenty, and he was twenty six, which is really young, young for a pub, isn't it? To run a pub, especially a big pub right by Walton Prison, yeah. And it was like some days it'd just be moody as fuck. I bet. Like one time, like we opened right at like twelve, and we were just like getting the pub ready. Next minute, this fella come in and went off a logger and then went to the toilet. So there was always a thing, you know, when you saw like like a normal grown man if they come in the pub and ask for half a logger, I always assume. They're not going to be drinking. They're going to be doing something else. Always. Right. So just because people who are like doing coke in the bogs are not big, big drinkers, yeah. really. They don't drink a lot. So this fellow went off a lager at like five past 12. And I was like, okay. And he went to the toilet. And then the next minute, about 25 policemen in like proper like helmets and like shit, everything Uh-oh. all just came in. And this fellow legged it out the other door. And they were like, where's he gone? Where's he gone? We were like, what? He came in or was it off a logger and went to the toilet and they were like oh. and then they went in the toilet and they lifted up the system and the fella had left like a big bag of coke. Oh god. Inside the system for someone to pick up. Jesus. How mad is that? that and that's your pub. Like, oh, I wish we found it because I sold it. You could have been a fence. I know. Isn't that what they're called? I'm trying to Offense, yeah. Offense. Speaking this is not related to well so speaking of offence, right? My mum went out with this fella for years when I was a kid. He was lovely. He's dead now. Keep saying that, don't I? <laughs> this is like an episode of Dad's Army. But he was he was what you would call a lovable rogue. Yeah. Um, he was a great fella, but he was always like into like mad shit, right? So anyway, I, I was talking to my mum about this the other day. So he was that kind of fella, right? One time I was in my mum's and he had, he had this big stone fireplace and he got this box down and went to the arcade. Do you want one of these? And I thought it was a box of chocolates. And I opened it and it was a tray of rings. Like out oh, of yeah. the jeweler's window, Jesus. and I was like, "You want to see our pick one?" And I was like, "Well, I thought I was just looking for the strawberry <laughs> cream there, but yeah, thanks." So anyway, an- another time, he'd um, my mum got this phone call in work and work from the police. They say, "Say they went like, was Walton Lane Police Station here?" Um, where's John? And she was like, "He's always at work." And they went, "Well, we've we've got a a warrant to come and search your house." It would be the, what time do you get home? And then she was like, oh, brother. So she said, I got home. She went, my nerves went. She went, because we got these two knockoff tellies, um, big American tellies, before flat screens were out. She had these, 
And she said one was in ours in the cellar and one was in his mate up the roads. So the police were coming to us. So she went, John was like working. So her phone's his mate went, he was like, come and help me get this telly out the cellar. So they got the telly out the cellar and then they had to pass it in the neighbour's house before the police got there. So then the police knocked. My mum having never spoken to a police officer before this point in her life, they knocked at the door and they went, we're here to search the property. My mum went, yeah, they said you were coming. She went, have you got a warrant? And I went, <laughs> she went, I was like, um, I've watched too many films. And they like showed the warrant and that. And then they started to like look around and she said, and then I realised that the remote control for this knockoff telly was in the drawer. She went, so I was in the kitchen and I just opened the door and put it in my coat pocket. Oh, that's quite gangster. And I was like, my God. And she said, they were looking around and it turns out that it wasn't John they were looking for in the first place. Oh, but that's quite, that's quite cool because it's kind of exciting, but it's not really a crime. <laughs> Is it? Like, just, but my mum, if you met her, you wouldn't yeah. think she'd go, have you got a warrant? And I was just, I was like, oh my God. You've got a concealed remote control there on your person. But that's the thing that happens quite a lot in Liverpool pubs. Maybe this is a question for the audience. Yeah. If you don't live in Liverpool, because I know a lot of people who listen and watch don't, are pubs like that near yours where you will get people, sometimes the same people coming around selling knockoff gear, like oh, stolen yeah. gear? That's a big thing we about... We get that in our local... Not not all, not very few and far between now, but, like, these people coming in going... One time, we were, <laughs> we were in the pub, and there's this fella in the bar, and this lad come in, and he just had this big, massive stack of pillows. <laughs> and he goes, anyone want to buy a pillow? any pillows? It's two for the fiver. This fellow went to your lads, gives a pair. And he got them. They were still in, like, the cellophane. And he went, like, that move. And he got on, like, the couch, you know, the couch oh, did he try it out? And he went... <laughs> Nah, it's too soft for me, that too one. soft for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy come in. It was one in town somewhere. Some guy comes in. He goes, hey, do you want to buy some batteries or cheese? Like, what a, what a combo. Yeah. He's, he's robbed cheese. Who's buying Socks che- and chocolate was another one. Who's buying cheese off someone? Anyone want any socks, chocolate, razor blades? What do you need? If, if you're ever short of razor blades, wait, go to the pub on the weekend. Oh, yeah. They're always selling they're them always there. They're always selling them there. There was a guy selling like, uh, whiskey bottles the other, the other way. When did I go out with me mate a couple of months ago and he's coming round and he's, we're outside and he's coming up to us we're right on the edge of the beer garden and he's like leaning over the fence going, do you want to buy a bottle of whiskey? I mean, I just went, no thanks mate and he, he was moving on. My mate was going, yeah, let's have a look and he was looking at it, still have the tag on the bottle. Yeah. And he was like, ah, oh, no, I don't want that, mate. Me and my mum were in one pub once on, it was like a bank holiday Sunday, it was gorgeous and there's a big massive play area. So we just went down with the kids and um, this fella come around selling like pieces of cheese and coffee and all that. So my mum bought this big massive jar of Nescafe and then she got it in when it was coffee beans. <laughs> 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 Do you remember the sweet man? The sweet man, yeah. He used around. to come round of a week, unless it used to be Sunday night, and he'd come round. It was it was a dead like like good good sweets. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like my mate's fella, dodgy as fuck, went up to him and say, "Lads, he went, what he went? Do you want to buy twenty thousand Kit Kats?" <laughs> <laughs> is that all in one thing? You know, you get the four yeah. fingers. Is that all in yeah. one Kit Kat? I didn't know he had twenty thousand Kit Kats. That's boss. Jesus Christ! It's, it's, have you seen the weather forecast? They're gonna melt. <laughs> Get them stored away. There's a guy in Nottingham who goes around all the pubs selling fresh fish. Oh, they used to have that when I first started going out in Liverpool. It's good. It was really good. Um, and it's dead nice stuff. Yeah. And, it, and he, he, there's a comedy club there, Just the Tonic. He goes to, he used to go to there all so the time. So is it like stuff you take home and cook? Or is it like the old no. seafood man where it's like cockles, mussels, whelks? Yeah, you just snack. Have a little snack. See if, if it, what's the name? Crab sticks? Crab sticks. Like? Yeah. I don't know if he sells crab sticks. He should do. 
But yeah, they're they're like the traditional things. That's what I like about old fashioned pubs. That kind of like shit. Yeah, I think you miss some of that stuff, don't you? I suppose you don't realize that stuff's so important to the the vibe of a pub because when you're growing up, you're just there and you're drinking with your with your mates. But it's when things start to stop happening, you miss it, don't you? You miss it. Everyone's well, on the phone. I think like when you're young and you first start going out, and then you go into like the city centre. And then after a while, you're like, I don't want to come to city centre anymore. So you go back to your local. Yeah. And that's when you go, why didn't we just come here all the time? It's well better. It's down the road from where we live. Exactly. Next door to a pizza e- place. Exactly. My favourite pub, though, if I had to choose one, is a pub I don't go to anymore. And I haven't gone to for years, but I went to for about a three-year period every Swan. week. Oh, the Swan's good. I went, yeah. I went there. I went there. Jukebox no, is boss, isn't there? Do you know what? I'll tell you about that in a minute because okay. I, went, I went back there the other week. Now, it's a place called the Post House. Which I think oh. upstairs is not like a gay bar. Yeah, well, it's gay downstairs as gay, well. It was yeah. gay downstairs I was in there as well. Sunday, yeah. So downs, but downstairs on a Saturday used to be just old men. Yeah, I think it's like a mixture, really. Yeah, it's generally. And upstairs was a living room. Basically, it's like someone's living room, but it, the lights were off. No, the bar was shut. No one in there. Me and my mates discovered it one night. We were like, we all lived in different parts of the city. So yeah, and my granddad used to go to the post house. Yeah. And, and sit downstairs. What like you go meet his brother, and he's have a pint there, and he loved it. But it, it was always a, a gay bar upstairs, and now it's just sort of... We used to go in and just meet. Trickled through. And we'd, we'd actually go in, you'd have to put the light on yourself. You'd mm. sit there, you buy a drink downstairs, sit upstairs. Just like our own little living room. And they did triple vodkas for pound fifty. They didn't mind if you smuggled your own Red Bull in. So we'd have like four or five of them and just be absolutely <laughs> off our fucking rockers. And then just hit town. Oh, the, the laughs we had in there. yeah. You could bottle them last. Those little pubs are boss. I yeah. love them. But the Swan. Went the back swan. to Swan the other week. It's a biker's, biker's bar, isn't it? Everyone's dead nice in there. And it hasn't been... It hasn't changed in 20 years. My mate said he still goes there quite regularly. And apparently... Now, whether he's bullshit me, but it's a great story. He said he was in there about 10 years ago. And, and some, like, uh, paints and decorators were coming in and doing some work. And all the regulars were going, Hey, you, get out. Don't want you here. <laughs> and they left... <laughs> Didn't want it to change at Didn't all. Didn't want it to change. I love it in there. Same sandwiches were in there that were in there 20 years Ooh, ago. Remember that? Rough. I found out I was pregnant with Sam in a pub in town. Oh, did you? Which mm-hmm. pub? In the, the Hanover. I don't even think it's called the Hanover anymore. I know where it is, though. But I was having, like, morning sick. I, I felt sick, and I was like, oh. And his, his dad was, was working in town, and I went, you couldn't, I was working in town, I went, you have to meet me. So I went, I must do a test. And he was like, okay. So I bought one in the kitchen. like... Proper 90s. And I went and bought a pregnancy test in the chemist. And then we went to the Hanover. And he bought, I remember he bought a pint and a half lager and a cheese and onion baguette to share. And I went to the <laughs> toilet and did the pregnancy test. And then I walked through the pub with the pregnancy test oh. at the end like that. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to me, by the way. But it was just like... Get this woman a drink. It's like a superhero origin story. It is. That's <laughs> where your life changed. Oh, I guess what happens in our pub the other day. Well, the other week. Um, so they have darts in there on a Monday. And Sam's mate plays in the darts team. So Sam just called in. And he was like watching for the bit just for the laugh. And he said, this fellow come in. And um, he watched it for a bit. And then he went he went next door to the shop. And come back in with a pot noodle. And just went up to the barman and went, favour lad, boil a kettle for that. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your own food then. I would have done that, but the barman told him to fuck off. Oh, uh, you don't need to tell him to fuck. I would admire the cheekiness of someone doing that. Yeah, well, when I that when we had our balls. pub, we'd right by um, Walton's prison. So, like, there'd be, like, girls coming from, like, all over. 
to get the train to Rice Lane and they'd be to have babies and prams for visiting day and I used to take and they'd be there and they'd call in the pub and go, oh, can I use your toilet? And I'd be like, oh, do you want a cup of tea? And oh. I'd just like, because so, I'm nosy so and I'd be like, oh, so what's he in for? Just yeah. like getting all the goss. Oh, you want the goss, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I can imagine if I wait in a pub, I would be uh, an alcoholic. I think a lot of people do end up just drink. Didn't you drink loads when you worked there? I drink more. I drink more after <laughs> I worked in a pub. Than, than, than during w- it? Yeah. When when you run a pub, you you've got to like have your wits about. Oh yeah, I suppose. But at the end of the day, don't you like finish up and then just have a little drink? Yeah, like we used to stay behind and the milkman would be outside. It'd be like it was mad. <laughs> or there used to be like a little Indian restaurant over the road, so we'd just get a load of takeout and then I'd go upstairs and get all plates and knives and forks and like us and the regulars would just sit downstairs in the bar and have like takeaway together. Oh, that's nice. It was cute. I've always liked the idea of of having a pub close to my house that I go to regularly that makes me feel like i'm in a soap opera that's what my locals like i want i want my seat i want them to i love it when i go into a bar and they know what drink i want i always feel alive yeah i feel like that's what that's what i need in my life but my locals sound because like if i because i like to drink red wine but they don't really hardly sell it so when they do have it in it's generally just like stuff i wouldn't buy like echo falls or something like that so they'll go just go to the office and buy yourself a nice bottle of wine and drink that. Don't mind. <laughs> That's Sounds, cool, isn't it? Isn't it? That's good. Yeah. How would you fix pubs? <clears throat> I would ban Weatherspoons. Yeah. Any ch- any chain pub? Yeah, Not chain a fan pub. Of? They've killed, like, locals, haven't they? Yeah, because pubs had to be... They had different characters, didn't they? Different, mm. like, the, every pub you go in has got a different smell. Yeah. They use different toilet cube things. Toilet smell Oh, do you know them bleach blocks? Apparently, some fella told me once that um, in we were, I was on this like m- merchandising thing with other people who had pubs, and this fella had this pub in like Leeds or somewhere, and he said they had to change the bleach blocks or something else because the smackheads were coming in and they get the bleach block out the toilet, piss on it, and then inhale it because they got like a buzz off it. Oh my god! Horrible. Ah, oh. Works. That's <laughs> <laughs> you got any left over? <laughs> That's a sign mm, your life's bleach. not on track, is it? What's that fragrance you're wearing? It's piss bleach. <laughs> by Fabergé. By Dumas Um, I'd fix the price of wine. What the fuck? Say, like, the average decent bottle of pub wine at cost is, like, what? What is it? eight quiz yeah. in Costco or wherever the hell's like it is. 20 But quid. then you go in, like, a, not my local. My local's pretty decent. But if you go like go to town and they'll be like, oh yeah, it's nine pound fifty for a glass of wine. I'm like, oh well, why don't you just like rinse me? Why don't you just rob me bag on my phone? Why don't why they give you the keys to my house? Take home my furniture while you're at it. You robbing <laughs> bastard. <laughs> it's dear. It is expensive, isn't it? I I don't mind paying four pound fifty for a pint, but you're yeah, nine nine quid for a glass of wine. Well, I mean, it's for the best. Maybe it's a deterrent because you shouldn't drink wine in pubs. No, if you want a decent night out. I'd rather drink wine at home. And in yeah. a pub, I like to drink a nice pint of IPA or lager and maybe have a whiskey. Maybe have whiskey? a little whiskey. I oh. do, And I do like sitting at the bar now. Yeah. Now I'm at that age. Oh, you know what else I'd bring back? Like the old school like drinks like Taboo. I'd bring that back. And Castaway, I used to love that. Yeah, all the Alco Pops. Alco Pops. But like the good Alco Pops. Not Blue Wicked, that's shite. Um, Castaway tastes like alcoholic lilt. Castaway was you great. Can imagine. Made your piss smell funny. Oh, it was very Smack nice. Smackheads loved it. Uh, what was the one? Bacardi Breezer. 
They were all right. Mm. Smell of ice, I used to like. Yeah. We used to mix that with half a lager in a pint glass. Oh, Jesus. It's called a turbo shandy. Oh, yeah, remember that? Mm. Yeah. Had some really it takes bad like, experiences. It takes the sharpness off the lager, but it takes the sweetness off the smell of ice, kids. C- I went to a party once where somebody gave me a snake bite with night nurse in it. Night nurse? Mm. I was at a party once and we didn't have any mixer for the vodka, so we just threw like four barocas in it. Did you? And just drank the vodka. I bet you never slept. My piss was a funny shade that week. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a good day. One time I made smoothies and put loads of vodka in them. But they were like really healthy smoothies. We oh, were yeah. in our house. We ran out of like mixers. So I just had a loads of like shite then. It was I made, a kale. Yeah. It's like, what? Why are we just having vodka and cranberry when we can put bananas and apples? <laughs> Get you five a day with all those shots. Uh, the way I would fix pubs, I would have, you know, those old westerns where at the uh, the edge of the town, the mm. sheriff would ask for everyone to put the guns in a bucket. I'd have that, but with phones. Oh, I'd have that, but with knives. Oh, well, knives as well. Say no to knife crime, guys. Knives is probably better thing. <laughs> but um, phones. Just so you throw your phone in, you live in the moment. Yeah. People, because I, I love in a pub chatting to people I would never speak to normally. Because I'm in a pub with them, so like I'm chatting to like an old woman in a in a seventies, and we're just having a chat about stuff, and we disagree, but we're having a nice conversation because that's what a pub's for. That's what a pub used to be. It was all about. I'm nosy. I get in on other people's conversations. Do you? That's nice as well. If you just sit in the right place, yeah, you can just hear what their life is. But I would take out hand dryers from toilets. The new ones are too loud, aren't they? But then the old ones don't feel like the old one. You may as well just go. Yeah, it's like a. Puppy breathing on you. Yeah. I mean, I love old pubs. I don't love the toilets in old pubs. Some of them are nice, though. Like the ornate ones. Oh, yeah. Like the Philharmonic Oh, like the that. Philharmonic one. Yeah. But you, but you then... Yeah. So that's a pub That means you've got to drink in the Philharmonic to but, see it. I then. know. And you're trying to have a piss and you've got tourists taking pictures of the urinals yeah, next to you. Yeah, and the tables are sticky. Yeah, it's not great. No. But, yeah, the, the, the loud... What would you do to fix pubs? I just have the honesty... Not the honesty box. The phone oh, box. Oh, the phone box, I yeah. call it the phone box. And you just throw your phone in. Yeah. Just crack on. And then I like it when they give out free samples of drinks as well. I'd have, I'd have more of that. Maybe it's not good business. Like model. Costco, but in a pub. <laughs> yeah. Where they go, we've just got this lovely bottle of rum, guys. In a little test. Try some of this. Yeah. I like it when they bring out food as well. Snacks. We free, used to do free that. snacks. In our pub, we used to do, um, so we do roasties and that on a Sunday. But you could tell, there'd be, there's always like a couple of them. Who'd get like a piece of kitchen oil, and then you just see them like that with the roasties, and you're like, they've all taken the moment to put on the dinner. <laughs> oh, God. We do um, roasties, black pudding, raw. Oh. Uh, who eats that? Raw? Um, and then we do roast hearts on a Thursday with crusty cobs. I've never had a roast heart. Or a, uh, it sounds horrible. Just tastes like lamb's heart. It just tastes like lamb. It's weird. Oh. But people like like people who go in pubs like that are brought up on that kind of food. So I remember the first time I did it and I went to the butchers and I got loads of hearts and I didn't know what I was supposed to do with them. So I had to phone my nan. She just said, just throw them all in the oven. And then I just sliced them all up, hearts with crusty cobs and all the fellas are like made up. We used to do like loads of free stuff. Yeah. They do that in my local though. They put like, they have bingo on a Sunday afternoon at the boss. Bingo and karaoke from four till nine. So like by nine o'clock, you should be home anyway on a Sunday. But it's not. It doesn't feel like nine o'clock. It feels no. like about half past two in the morning. Because once the karaoke's finished, <laughs> we're just there putting all the bangers on because we're blazers. But like, doing our landlady, she does like trays of like cheese and crackers and pickles and that's boss. Because it keeps people drinking more, doesn't it? Yeah. If you if you're snacking, 
I just, uh, I, I've always thought I'd love to, like, if you were going to design your perfect pub, like, and money was no object, talk me through it, what would you put in? Um, What would the decor look like? It would just be, like, plain, but not dead, dead old-fashioned. Some people uh, veer towards, like, weird paintings of, like, you know, an original photograph of Elvis or, you know, that kind of thing. No, you want the dogs playing snooker, don't you? Yeah. That one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a perfect pub is a state of mind rather than what it looks like. That's true. What, one of my favourite pubs is, uh, the, is it the Mount Vernon. Oh, on, yeah, with on, the sloped with floor. With the sloped floor. And it's just got a big, long bar. I like pubs with a big, long it's bar. It's good atmosphere there, though. Yeah, it's because everyone's wonky. Everyone's yeah. kind of, like, trying to stay upright. <laughs> oh, you know what else the old, land, the old landlady in the pub used to do? On match days, she used to do a load of bread and butter, and then she'd just go to the chippy and buy loads and loads and loads of portions of chips and then put it out so people could make chip butties while they watch the that's, football. That's nice. That's the kind of pub I would run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like where you're feeding everyone. What, yeah. How old were you when you first went to a pub? Oh, like... 14. And did you get in no well, problem? my uncle ran a pub, so I went into one as a kid, but like as a as a punter, probably about 14, we used to go to the Coppel House in, in, in Fazakli, by my mum's. And um, the worst part about it was like some of the teachers from our school used to drink in there. <laughs> so we'd all be like dilly-dollied up thinking that we looked 18, and we didn't. But they still save us. We yeah. didn't like have a couple of hours of lager up, cider and black. And then we'd be like that, are you saying? And they'd be like, don't speak to us. Do not approach like, me. All right, well, buy us half a lager and we won't talk to you again. And they would. Oh, would they? <laughs> yeah. It was the 90s, no one cared. No one cared as much. Did I, I, no. I was like the tallest one, so I was always put the front of the queue. Yeah, because you used to get lads. sent the offie. I got sent the offie. I did, because I was the tallest. And I, and I tried to get uh, a, a, some girl in school who everyone fancied asked me to go to the offie, and I didn't want to go, but I thought, oh, I'll go because I fancy it. Because that's what you do when you're a lad, when you're 14. And I went into this offie, and I picked up four cans of Stella, I think it was. I went to the front, and uh, the woman said, have you got any ID? I was like, oh, no, she said, how old are you? And I went, uh, 18. Like, with this, like, voice that was going up and down. She was like, have you got any ID? I was like, no. I've, uh, and I think I started saying, no, I've, I've left it with uh, me, me, me mortgage documents or something. I made some kind of <laughs> bullshit thing about me kids and me wife yeah. and all that. And it's like, I was clearly just a kid with one of those really oh, I'll bad... I'll just phone the babysitter and see if she can pass it to me. I've just, uh, I've opened my eyes here today, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit unsure about where my ID is. But yeah, I was put at the front of the queue. It was harder for lads to get into pubs because you couldn't doll yourself up. You just yeah, have to put girls a sh- could put makeup on and, and dress older, but lads couldn't. If, no. you, if you were a 16-year-old lad, you just looked like a 16-year-old yeah, lad. Yeah, put a shirt on. That's why the lads used to always send the girls in. Yeah, it was easier to yeah. just look, look older. Well, what person goes in the off-license age 14 and buys Stella? You I know. Gangster. Oh, I know. Well, I didn't get saved, but I, and I was shaking. You go in and buy four cans of Kestrel, not Stella. And I was like, go hard or go home. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have decent. I'm going to have a fight, lad. I'm just, I'm really, really, I should have I should have picked up like a bottle of Chateau Nerf de Pap or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. And asked her, excuse me, what year is this from? Because. I said, you like, oh, he can't, be, he can't be younger than 18 if he's need- asking about the vintage. <laughs> I need to make, what year is this from? She says 2010. That was the year I was born. <laughs> ah, my my auntie used to take me to actual nightclubs though when I was like 14. Did she? That's that's proper like, that's a baptism as well. Yeah, the, when I say proper like, I don't mean like, you know, it wasn't like London. It wasn't like Stringfellows. It was like the, the, the Walton <laughs> Hospital Nurses Club and like the Grafton. And it was just... Oh, bedlam. Awful, oh, awful. Absolute bedlam. I remember going in all dressed up 
I hadn't spoken to a grown man other than my family before. And this fella come up and go, hey girl, you seen me top? I had to sew that tonight. I was like, oh, did you? And the next minute he whipped his top off. They still had the big light on. Whipped his top off and started showing me where it was sewed. And I was like, that. Oh my God. Why is this man exposing his body? To That's a really weird thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> Look at this. Look at my torso. Yeah, I, to fix pubs, I'd get rid of chain. Chain pubs. Yeah. Chain. Do you know them like kind of like brewers fair kinds of places as well? Oh, they're horrible. The ones that smell like chip fat when you walk in. Oh, they're horrible, yeah. 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 I like I, little little fancy bistros, little fancy wine bars. I like that. I like the fancy sides, but like the small ones. Yeah. Independently run. Yeah. And I, I am at that age now where I like a pub that brews their own ale. And they have all these fancy names for ale. I'm just a yeah. bit of a ponce like that, yeah. Like trying, oh, I'll have some of that cheap bollocks, please. Yeah. Whatever it's called. You got anything that'll make me do a really smelly shit in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> I've had an argument with my wife and I really want to. really want to piss it off. Passive aggressive without her knowing <laughs> I'm doing it. So, what is going to make me splatter <laughs> and stink? Yuck. Six pints of that, please. <laughs> and are those pickled eggs out of date? Great. Send them over Seven here. Seven of those. <laughs> I'll drink the water that they've been. Pickling in as well. <laughs> so, uh, okay, well, I think we're fixed pubs. I think we have fixed pubs. Definitely. I think we should it. open a fix the world pub. That'd be good, wouldn't it? We need to do a fix the world pub pub night. Pub night. Pub night. Pub sounds so that was our pub crawl. Fashioned. We'll do the pub crawl. We'll do the pub crawl, yeah. That'd be good. I do like a pub crawl. <coughs> At a pub crawl, you do get like a flavour of all the different pubs. So, yeah, we'll do that one day. Um, and if you've got any thoughts or feelings or. <laughs> feelings. If, if you got you've feeling. been affected by the issues discussed today, you can contact call us. Call the helpline. Call the helpline that's coming up on the bottom of the screen yeah. right now, which is fixtheworld999 at gmail.com. It's an email address. Drop us an email. Follow us on social media. We're on, Please follow we're on, us. We're on everything. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We need all your likes. YouTube. Are we on TikTok? We're on TikTok. We're not. Yeah. It's David. We're not on. <laughs> we're not. Kate's very active on social media. I am all over social she media. Is like uh, I'm there buying hair products that I didn't think I needed. Tom from MySpace and Kate yeah. from everything. <laughs> uh, we're not on LinkedIn and we're not on Snapchat. And if any new social media platforms come out, we are not joining them because it's too much of a head wreck. There's too many. It's too much to do. So I can't keep up. No, it's too much. Keep things simple. And just follow us on just the six on platforms six that I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> or drop us an email. Yeah. Or send us a letter on a on a quill. Answers on a postcard, please. Please. Yeah. Thanks for watching, folks. See you next week. Bye.